Today, as we get ready to celebrate Mother's Day, I believe God has a very special message for every single one of us, whether we are a mother or not. He has a message that he wants to speak to each one of us. It's going to be a difficult message for me because it is a very personal message. It takes a look at my ideas of God and of mothers and of love and how I have grown in my understanding of who God is and who he desires for me to be. But I believe that in taking a look at my journey, it also will help each one of us to understand our own journey. I want to speak to you today as a mother, but also as a child. It's the dichotomy of every mother to celebrate Mother's Day because we are mothers, and we are celebrated on this day, but we are children, and we celebrate our mothers, and we celebrate God and his love for us. When I reflect on Mother's Day, when I think of myself as a mother, I tend to focus on all of my faults and all of the times that I was less than what I should have been as a mother. But when I reflect on my mother, I marvel at the success that she accomplished and all that she did for me. And I don't see her weaknesses or her faults. I do understand that not everybody has had a remarkable and godly example of a mother, and I know that some have endured pain at the hands of their mother. There have been many times women were wounded, and they passed those wounds on to their children. Perhaps it was, an under, it was a lack of understanding of the love that God had for them and their ability to lo- pass that love on to their children. But today I want to take a look more at the godly love that is instilled in the mother for a child. We're going to start in the scriptures. So growing up, I have to admit, even as a young Christian, I didn't really understand why God left us as women out all the time. Do you know that in the scriptures, Jesus referred to God as his father over 150 times. He is never referred to his mother. And it always marveled for me, it always was this, well, what about us kind of a feeling. But God, from the very beginning, created each one of us in his image and instilled in each of us characteristics of himself. In Genesis, back in Genesis 1, verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. He says, let us make man, but then he says, let them have dominion. He never intended for man to be alone. It wasn't that God created Adam and then created everything around him and found out accidentally he didn't have a soulmate or a helpmate for for Adam. God knew from the beginning that he would create a helpmate for Adam. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Perhaps it was because Adam needed to know the value of a woman 
that God brought to him all of the animals and asked him to name all of them and then discovered there was no helpmate suitable for Adam. Perhaps it was to show Adam how special a woman would be that he had to create her from the rib of Adam. But honestly, that's a whole other sermon, so we're not going to get into that as deeply today. We're created in the image of God. Men and women were designed to show different aspects and different characteristics of who God is. And God is the originator of the love that he instills into the heart of a mother. It is his love that he pours into the heart of a woman for her child. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. What kind of a love does God love with? He loves with the same love he instills in the heart of a mother for her child. It is an everlasting love. Let's take a look at that love in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. First Corinthians is often referred, or this chapter 13, is often referred to as the love chapter, and we hear it quoted often at weddings. I've also heard sermons about how we need to learn to love one another as Christians and even those who are non-believers with this kind of love. But how do we first experience this kind of love? I would say it is from our mother. Mothers are selfless and sacrificing from the day their child is born. They give when it hurts. They give until it hurts. They give when they have nothing else to give. They place the safety and the well-being of their child before their own. Isn't that what God has done for every one of us? Mothers tend to be those who are the caregiver, the one who will do whatever is necessary in the moment that is needed. Without thought to what it costs her, she cares for and covers her child in whatever they need. It is the motherly trait of the heart of God to sacrifice all for his child. God sacrificed his own son so that we as his children could be reconciled to him. It is a trait of God that mothers have that will sacrifice everything for their own child. If we keep going in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8, it says, But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I look at my growth through my understanding of God in my life as a Christian and as a follower of Christ 
And I am amazed at how I started as a child and I have moved and grown to become a man in the things of God. As a child or a young adult, I had a very skewed image of what a mother would be. It seemed to be such a wonderful and glorious thing. It was happy. Having a baby, carrying a baby, everybody fawning over your wonderful, cute little baby. I didn't see the work. I didn't recognize the sacrifice. I didn't know the heartache of motherhood. I didn't understand the hours that women spent worrying about their child or praying for their safety or seeing everything around them that could happen to a child. Now I have a completely different understanding of motherhood. It is wonderful and glorious and happy. And it is heartbreaking and difficult and sacrificing. I think often now at the Christmas time with Mary, when she watched the miracles happening around the birth of her first child, and she knew this was no ordinary child. Luke 2 verse 19 says, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. As mothers, isn't that what we do? We watch the things that are happening with our children and we ponder them in our heart. We don't get the opportunity to make all decisions for our children. They get to make some of the decisions for themselves. Wouldn't it be easier if we could just make their decisions? and always make the right decision in our eyes? It doesn't work that way. God gave us free will. Our children have their own free will. I heard one time when I first became a mother that motherhood is like taking your heart outside of your body and letting it walk around and make its own choices. I always liked that because it really does, to me, epitomize what it is that we do as mothers and what God has done for us. We take our heart, we take our emotions, we take our love, we take everything that is in us, and we put it into our child, and we let them make their own decisions with their own life, and we watch from a distance what is happening. Proverbs 5:20, verse 21 says the same about God toward us. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. God does the same with us. Just as Mary pondered all of the things that were happening around her, God ponders our paths. He knows that we are going to choose for ourselves those things that are sometimes in our best interest and sometimes not. But he loves us with an unconditional and an everlasting love that, does not, that is not determined or changed by our paths. As mothers, we often see the potential of our children and we encourage them to do all that they can to accomplish what we desire for them. And yet, they will choose their own path. I want to be clear, you do not have to have birthed a child to know this type of love. This is a characteristic of the heart of God. He has ordained this characteristic and it does not come from the birth of a child. It comes from the heart of God to the heart of a mother. Many of you know, although some probably don't, 
For Brad and I, God chose parenthood to come through an unconventional method, through adoption. With that in mind, I want to revisit 1 Corinthians 13, 11. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I don't believe the word child there has to do with just the age of a person. I believe it has to do with their understanding. When we first adopted our first child, both of our children are open adoptions. They know their birth parents. Allison's birth parents have been very involved in her life. And I remember when she was born thinking, I don't really want that. I want this child to be mine. I want her to be mine. It was a selfish love. It was a childish thought. In fact, I remember at the time thinking and praying to God, when she gets married, I don't want to share the mother of the bride role with anybody else. I want that. Why can't she just be mine? As I grew and put away childish things, God has instilled in me a different perspective completely. I learned so much through her birth mom. I learned what selfless love really is all about. I learned what it is to put the needs of a child ahead of anything else, even your own desire to mother that child. Today we're planning a wedding for my daughter. And my focus has changed to the extent that Tara, her birth mom, is a full-fledged family member. She is a part of all of the planning. She is a part of everything that we're doing. She will be honored at the wedding as Allison's mother because she had as much a part in making Allison who she is as I have because I have put away childish things. I understand now not as a child. I don't think as a child. I think as an adult, as a man. It's time to put away those childish things and to understand God and his love from the perspective of an adult. 1 Corinthians 13:11 goes on. Sorry, verse 12 says, "For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just I, just as I also am known." I don't understand why God chose the path for us for parenthood that he did. But I'm thankful. I cannot imagine any child that I love more dearly than Allison or Joshua. I cannot imagine my life differently than the way that it is, although I don't understand it. I see in a mirror dimly now, but soon I will see God face to face, and I will know not in part why he put together the family he did, but I will know fully, just as I am fully known. Verse 13 says, And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Jeremiah 31.3, God has appeared of old to me saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. It's a characteristic of God to instill in us, whether we are a mother or not, a motherly love 
that is sacrificial, that is unselfish, and that is pure. I have seen teachers love children in their classrooms with a motherly love. I have seen fathers love children with a motherly love. I have seen mothers love children with a motherly love. It is not about whether or not you are a mother. It is about whether or not you understand how God loves you as his child and instills in each of us an understanding to love others in that same way. As we celebrate Mother's Day today, it is our opportunity to cherish and to understand the love that God shows to us and that he puts into our hearts for others. It is an unselfish, self-sacrificing, everlasting love that he has for us. May you be blessed and encouraged this Mother's Day And may you celebrate the mothers in your life and the love that God has poured out to you through them.